welcome to the Momentum Podcast, where our vision is to help real estate agents achieve momentum toward their goals. We're on episode five today, and this one is going to be all about home inspections. That's right. So, Corey, one of the goals that we had for this podcast was to leverage some of our business partners that help us with our real estate transactions and our real estate work. And so today we have invited our friend Kimmy, and I'm going to let her introduce herself in a moment. But for some context, one of the pieces of data that we've come across is that, and this is from the National Association of Realtors, but 37% of real estate transactions fail because of repair requests. And so that's a pretty high number. Mm-hmm. So it seemed worthy of a conversation, something that we talk about a lot, but thought it'd be helpful to engage one of our partners who's right in the thick of it. So Kimmy, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So yes, my name is Kimmy McBurney. I'll give a quick synopsis of my experience to give some context, but born and raised in construction. That's all I've done my whole life. I've had my general contracting license for a little bit over 10 years. And then a couple of years ago, got into real estate. So I actually do also hold my real estate license. And then that transition kind of segued into home inspection. So my husband and I own American Eagle Home Inspection. And I, so like I said, I do have my home inspection license as well. Thanks, Kimmy. We're so glad to have you on this episode today. I want to go back to that 37% and just spend a few minutes there. I know from my experience, that seems like a really high percentage and, and that's not been my experience. And I know that's true for Corey as well. What would you say are some of the reasons that maybe more experienced agents have a lower percentage? What are some of the, you know, things that you see them doing that help them to achieve more success? Yeah, that's a great question. And same, I agree. A lot of our clients, I don't feel like that's true. I feel like we see a lot lower percentage, but I really think it helps to look at it in like the chronology of a home inspection. Like, okay, Mm. let's go back to square one. And I know a lot of your audience is a little bit more of an experienced agent. So I'm generally speaking to someone who already has a home inspector, but I think one of the most important things is don't get complacent. You know, mm-hmm. we hear a lot of new agents, oh, my mentor suggested this one guy and he's been doing it for 25 years and so I just use him. Okay, I even say this with my own clients, I wanna be continually earning your business. If they are not evolving, if they are mm-hmm. not educating themselves, if they are not providing value, then you need to seriously evaluate your relationship with them. So they should be evolving to set you up for success. So that's definitely like square one, make sure you have the right inspector. and. And know that they should continue to earn your business and don't just use them because that's who you've always used. Mm-hmm. That's great. So I also know that there are some people that have been in the industry for 20 plus years. They just have seen it all, been through <laughs> it, and they just plow through. Can you kind of describe to us some common mistakes or oversights that you might see that realtors do in the home inspection process? Yeah, well, like I said, going back to the chronology, I think that's the most important. So, okay, step one, get your home inspector and and stay on top of it. Make sure they're always evolving and make sure they continue to earn your business. And I think the next step I see for success is teeing up the home inspection process, preparing your client, educating on them on what to expect. I think that's where a lot of people fail is they just let the process unfold, Mm. let the report come over, and they are responsive instead of proactive reactive instead of proactive. Mm-hmm. Like you want to make sure you're being proactive. So an example that comes to mind, one of my most successful agents shared, he not only has an email that goes out to the client that prepares them and he actually utilizes sample reports. For example, our reports are color coded. So he's going to 
He's going to let them know what to expect. He's going to let them know top inspection issues. So that client is uber prepared when they get that report. He also has gone as far as writing a script for his assistants. They verbally brief their clients and talk them through every aspect of the inspection. So that's that's paramount right there to have them prepared so that they're not shocked and being reactive to this to this news. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of a segue, but it it brings you back to our episode on negotiating and how powerful of a tool is that in the negotiating when you're, you know, about to go under contract or you hope to go under contract. The the power of being able to go to that if you're representing the buyer to go to that listing agent and say hey, I've prepared my client for the inspection. They know what's coming. It just makes you look like such an experienced and and really a professional who's who's anticipating what's coming in the process and just such a powerful thing. So a way to really leverage that preparation around the home inspection Mm -hmm. for, you know, having a better transaction with a Mm -hmm. co-broker. Well, and to that point, I've heard agents say that they've gotten offers accepted because they communicated the Mm -hmm. level of preparedness of their clients. Hey, Mm -hmm. we know this was built in the 80s. We know it's a fixer-upper. The client specifically said they're prepared to do Mm -hmm. future roof repairs and they're prepared to replace, you know, whatever things. And obviously you have to speak to what your client's actually prepared to be. Mm -hmm to do but if you can say hey they know all this stuff they know you know that's going to give the the listing agent more confidence that this transaction is going to going to happen and my favorite thing too with you Kimmy and for other realtors to find an inspector to do this is find someone that can you can get it on the books because that helps in the process too of getting under contract especially in the market we are in today to say hey I already have a slot on hold Tuesday at 9 a.m., we're good. So that's been really helpful, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that goes back to the communication. Like, as an inspector, I hold spots for people. I always tell agents, if you need something quick, I have agents who text me and say, hey, I want to submit a 10-day due diligence. It's got to have septic well water testing. Can we make it? Mm -hmm. It's here is where it is. So I don't think agents realize that. Like, you can use your home inspector for stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you should be having that level of communication, text, phone calls, emails Mm -hmm. to so that you can leverage them to to make stronger offers. Absolutely. So I want to know, what are some really memorable experiences (laughs) that you've encountered as an inspector? Yeah, good point. Okay, so think. We've prepared our client. We've had the home inspection. Well, before we go there, let's go back one more step. (laughs) How can you prepare them for success attending the inspection? Mm, I think either attend with your client or attend for them so that you guys can have intimate knowledge of the things we find. But it's really important to be sure that you give the inspector uninterrupted time to do Mm. the inspection. So we, we recommend two hours after the start time. That way we can give everyone the synopsis of what happened. But so that kind of segues into your question, you know, what are the, some crazy stories? And so this one, the agent was in attendance with their client and it was a septic inspection. And I don't know if where anyone's from, but we flush electronic transmitters if we can't find it. So we flush the transmitter, you know, we're walking around with the transponder trying to find this thing, open the front door, walk right in. It was buried under the house. So they had made an addition to the home. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear the audible shocks around the world. The septic tank, yeah. So they built an addition over the septic tank. So obviously I'm going to guess wow. that's not permitted. <laughs> let's, let's start there. The right immediate panic sets in. So if you don't have these resources in place, you're going to sit there and stew. Your client's going to panic. In this case, the client was like nine months pregnant, mm. needed a home. So she's panicking. 
you know, and an inexperienced agent could just be like, oh, okay, oh, let's go figure it out and I'll make some calls and let's walk away. You're taking time bomb at that mm. point because if you don't get answers, so that agent literally stepped outside the house, called me and said, and this is an experienced agent and said, I have never seen this before. Yeah. I need help. So I was able to say, okay, here's my experience. Here's what I think. But I was like, I'm going to do you one better. And I got my septic inspector on the phone and I got my septic installer on the phone. Mm. Had both of their opinions and ballpark quotes to address it within the hour. Wow. So immediately they were prepared to for success. So like examples like that, you need to not only have your inspector as a resource, but then know that they have connections. Do they have a structural engineer they can have readily available? And honestly, your home inspector is going to be giving them a lot of referrals. So they should have contacts that are very responsive. Structural engineers, general contractors, septic contractors, you know, all the things. So mm-hmm. for reasons like that, so that your client doesn't stew for two days. So you brought up a really good point. This electrotransmitter, did I even say that right? <laughs> Flushable transmitter, sure. Flushable. <laughs> we'll go with it. We'll go with that. So can you talk to us about some emerging technologies and how you stay up to date with that kind of stuff, like in this process of creating the report and getting out there? Yeah. So like I said, everyone should always be constantly evolving. Like, you know, we're seeing all this technology with AI and whatnot. Yeah. If you're not keeping up with the trends, definitely need to reconsider your options. So yeah, things like electronic transmitters, do they have all the things? Do they have an infrared camera? Do they have drones to see the roofs do they have all these things and the software tools Mm. Uh, like the electronic transmitter i'm so frustrated when people are like oh i called a septic inspector and they couldn't find the tank so they left how hard did they try are they manually probing (laughs) did they have an electronic transmitter you know or oh my inspector didn't go on the roof okay well does he have a drone you know oh there was a stain but they said i have to get it checked out by a gc would we use a moisture meter to read it you know all those things so make sure that your inspector has all the things to set you up for success. I just want to underscore the the principle of, as an agent, doing your research and doing your homework like you talked about. I think if if you don't have someone in your world who's talking like Kimmy's talking about the home <laughs> inspection process, I really encourage you to go back to the drawing board and you know make a list of three or four in your area and start interviewing them and ask them some of the questions that... Kimmy's brought up, whether it's about tools or the process or how they communicate or how they work with both agents and clients in the transaction. So important to the success of the transaction itself, but for your client's experience, which is paramount. Mm -hmm. And I just, I remembered one thing more about technology that I like to mention to agents. You know, the software in the home inspection world is so advanced at this point. One of my favorite tools that agents I feel like is underutilized is the repair pricer function. We personally use Spectora, Mm. but so once you get your Spectora report in your portal as an agent, you can access this repair request builder where essentially you can click through the report and select the defect items that you want to extract to a single PDF. So you're not having to share the 70 page report you know, the informational report or the four page summary, you can literally extract and then it'll also let you handwrite items on there for due diligence requests. So your due diligence requests, you don't have to like copy and paste the little (laughs) 1.1.4 point whatever onto your, you can just say see attached PDF Mm. with the pictures and extract only the information you want to show them. So things like that to make you more competitive and make your lives easier as an agent because that's ultimately what we should do to ensure your success. 
And I also love that, not that I want my clients to terminate, ultimately I want them to get to the closing table, but I also love it because there's a place where if they do terminate, you could sell the inspection to the next party if they wanted it even though I know home inspections only last 24 hours, but it still, it still happens so that buyers are more comfortable in making their, their next offer in that home. So not sharing everything also has a value add there because you could save your clients some extra money and get some of their money back too. One of the other really valuable offerings I think that you and your team bring to the table that I've taken advantage of is after the inspection, we get this, you know, multi-page report (laughs) which can be in and of itself pretty overwhelming but you make yourself available you make your team the individual inspector available to talk with both the agent and or the client about the issues that surfaced in the inspection and I know that that's been really helpful for for my clients who just want some perspective and a report is limited there's only so many words you can put on on section three about plumbing. You know, you're gonna you're gonna identify what those issues are, but to be able to talk to the person who was in the home who saw those things. So talk a little bit more about kind of how that is just part of your ethos as a team, but how that really helps the whole process. Yeah, I think that's awesome. The word you use, perspective, I think hits the nail on the head. Cause exactly, you know, for example, you may see a foundation crack. Like we'll literally get people calling us because you need some perspective. Is it going to fall down tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it going to move tomorrow? Do you think it's done moving? Do you Can think... I just put some caulk in this and it'll be okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we try and put as much into the description. We do actually use the words of no concern at this time, of no significance at this time, which honestly is actually a risk to us. Like Mm -hmm. we don't have to be putting in those determinations, but we like to, if we're comfortable with it, to make sure our clients aren't freaking out. Mm -hmm. But to call for that perspective, like I said, a crack, is it gonna fall down today? Is it gonna do this tomorrow? Is it gonna move anytime soon? Like giving some perspective. I mean, even going as far as would you buy this house? Obviously we can't say definitively yes or no, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of factors, but just to get that verbal talk through and comfort level, because like you said, we can never, communicate that in a report accurately but yes absolutely being able to call your inspector and say how bad is it what do you really think no getting some perspective Mm -hmm. on how all these pieces work together it's huge that's great so can you share you kind of shared a great success story I I imagine with this house on top of the septic that these people still closed with your insight, correct? (laughs) They did. Yeah. Like I said, they were able to quickly negotiate and then the buyer understood the risk. They understood the concern. They negotiated concessions with the seller. The concessions were made because as we all Mm -hmm. know in real estate, this is now a material fact. So Mm -hmm. it became a really powerful negotiating tool and yeah, they absolutely did close. That's awesome. Yeah. So can you kind of share another potential success story? Well, I know you have lots of success (laughs) stories, but can you share one of your success stories where you have played a crucial role in the negotiations and closing that deal? Yeah, absolutely. It actually touches on what Kristen was saying about perspective. So we had a, a home, we're in the mountains of Western North Carolina that was kind of like a cabin, you know, on the side of a hill. And there was a couple cracks. There was a crack in the slab downstairs and there was a crack in the ceiling and then some of the drywall was separating, which as inspectors, that kind of tells us there may be a structural issue, but the way our reports confine us, those are three separate defects in three separate areas of the report. Mm -hmm. So when someone sees them, they may not put those things together. And when put together, those things could be a really bad thing. It could Mm -hmm. be an indication of a really big structural issue, but 
we were able to get a structural engineer out. Actually, the structural engineer looked at it remotely and were able to give us an opinion. And we also had a general contractor that responded very quickly and gave the opinion that it was it was a kind of a cosmetic issue that from a result of the construction mm-hmm. that was of no effect to the ongoing structural integrity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that one literally they were like, you know, depending on what you say, yeah. this is this is make or break. And you know, I do have agents that I I'm prepared to say like, no, nope, that's we do believe this is structural, you know, but I think that's important to trust your inspector and and know that they're going to give you their real opinion and not just always take this give the safe answer. Mm-hmm. You know that they're really willing to take on some liability and give their opinion. So I think to bring this to a close, you know, we'd love for you to speak to just any final tips or insights that you would offer to realtors to really ensure a smooth process for for both buyers and sellers as we do business. (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, nothing really that we haven't touched on, but just through the whole transition, make sure you have the right vendors, make sure you're in constant communication, make sure they have all the things, all the technology, make sure you're present with your buyers, ask the question, communicate. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a real good synopsis of what to do to set yourself up for success. It's great. I think some of the words that come to mind are you offer peace of mind to clients, to buyers, to sellers. That's what we hope for from all of our partners in the transaction. So your lender, your attorney, your home inspector, they're all providing really valuable insight, judgment, perspective, trust that ultimately that those things all come together in this real estate transaction and yeah and if I could interject one thing that came to mind is like you were saying leveraging your vendors and an example I like to bring is I mean as inspectors you know we on average do 20 inspections a week you know Mm -hmm. that's how many 80 to 85 90 inspections a month that's 90 transactions mm, that I am wow. party to in any month at a given time. And I don't say that to brag. I mean it as let my experience work for you. Hey, just a week ago, I saw someone do this. And obviously, I'm not going to give confidential, mm-hmm. you know, actual examples of the transaction. But hey, here's what I see working. Hey, here's what people are asking for due diligence. Here's what people are asking for in this. Here's how available contractors are. They have such real-time knowledge your attorneys, your lenders, your home inspectors, get that information. They are so ready and willing to share. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We, you really need a Kimmy and a Chuck in your life <laughs> <laughs> because that whole philosophy of just not being an alarmist, obviously mm-hmm. we know when things are really important and we're going to speak to that. But us as realtors, we could see a crack and be like, oh no, <laughs> but you see cracks every single report and you're like, hey, it's really, you know, not a big deal. You could look into it or just seal that sucker. And like we were saying earlier, so. But I love that idea of just, we work as a team mm-hmm. in so many different respects. We work as a team with other real estate agents, but I love that idea of like, let your partners work for you. Mm-hmm. So bringing their experience to the table creates this really powerful team and communicates such professionalism to mm-hmm. our, our buyer and seller clients mm-hmm. that I think go such a long way in terms of giving us momentum <laughs> in our in our real estate business. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love the full circle concept. Awesome. All right, team. We ready to go do some business together? <laughs> we hope this podcast has helped you create momentum towards your goals. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.